0: magical place we could go so close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish the touch arcade show is here
1: Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show episode number 521 The Eli Drops the Slinky episode, aka Touch Arcade Show After Dark Because it is uh, late afternoon for me and early evening for Eli As you can see if you're watching, Um, it is very dark outside I actually have the ultimate
0: show and tell
1: Oh, and you have a Tesla card of some
0: kind. I finally got which, my stupid uh, car that I've been waiting. Admits to. To you. Oh, you got your car. Literally months and months and months for it's been extremely inconvenient. Yeah, uh, not having a car. Do you,
1: dri- Do you use the card to drive it?
0: Uh, well, it's linked to my phone, but the card is kind oh, of okay. like the your phone is out of batteries or something's not working uh-huh, to get uh-huh. it started wow and so uh that's why you're so anxious to go
1: get tacos you just want to drive anywhere yeah pretty much i mean (laughs) i would too it's well congrats i'm glad i guess that didn't actually take that long right
0: uh i ordered it in october i think dang really yeah quite a
1: okay well well, time. (laughs) the
0: the problem is like the bamboozle was like if they would have told me like hey just so you know it's gonna be like several months till you get this thing yeah it would have been yeah. like, okay, like, cool, sure. Here, take Set take,
1: expectations. Yeah. That's all you need to do.
0: Right. It, it, but, like, they were like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you should have it in, like, two or three weeks. And I was oh, like, God. all right, cool, awesome, great, this is perfect. And, you know, so, yeah. like, two or three weeks passed, they kind of kick kick it down the road a little bit, and I was like, okay, cool, well, yeah. uh, I'll sell my car, so, you know, I don't need to deal, because that was when, like, used car values were just, like, truly insane. Right. Um and then yeah, and then months passed with me not having a car and us being a one car household was a major How? pain in the ass.
1: How do you even
0: survive? Well, I don't know. Well you did it. You made I it. guess that we're like a one point two five car household because I do have my extremely old truck. shitty truck that smells like burning when I drive it now. It's- doesn't seem like a good sign. No, it seems like a pretty bad sign actually. Now it used to only smell like burning and now it smells like plastic burning,
1: mm, which is yeah. like a
0: whole new uh level of of You're
1: you're burning through whatever safeguards
0: were in place. Yeah, in I don't <laughs> I don't even know. But I paid I paid like $1500 for this truck, so I'm literally going to drive yeah. it until it explodes, so
1: Yeah. And then when it dies, do something cool to it. Like oh, blow yeah. it up in your uh, lake or something. I, I
0: will uh, just get it towed to the local car crusher and have them crush it in your yeah. cube and then yes. turn into some kind of uh, really modern lawn art.
1: There you go. Or like one of those uh, smokeless fireplaces that oh, you bought. Yeah. <laughs> you can sell it on Instagram. There you go. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm glad you got your Tesla. That's exciting. And, uh, your good fortune and good news translates to my bad news and bad experience oh, this past week. No. <laughs> because uh I had my bike stolen out of our backyard what? of our oh, house that's being that's... worked on.
0: Do you even have um, cameras though, right? Or have
1: cameras, watched it happen live. Uh... That's something they don't really tell you about the rings. It's like, okay, yeah, you can see stuff that happens, but then you also can watch helplessly as it happens, and that oh, might make my it worse. God. Than just showing up home one day and realizing your bike is gone. So, um, yeah, you That's... might remember, I, I probably talked, I just got the bike last summer, and it was my first bike in decades, and I was well, super like, jazzed on it. was like,
0: mega expensive, though, right? Like, you didn't buy, like, one of these crazy, no. like, $1,000 road It wasn't, like, a $2,000 yeah.
1: bike. No, no, no. But, um, it still sucks. I had really like pimped it out with, you know, all the cool little accoutrements. Like you had the uh, little, like, uh, and, uh like cool little bike locks,
0: like rainbow holographic stuff coming off your, uh, handlebars.
1: No, but I, I had streamers. No, I, didn't. <laughs> so, but, so, uh, yeah, I <laughs> couldn't think of the words, but yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, so it just, it sucks. I mean, it was still felt, I I hadn't even had it a year, right? I mean, the problem is like, um, that's,
0: it's less about the bike and more, it's just like really invasive that someone like came into your, like the back of your house and stole something, right?
1: Like that is a big part of it. That's still not sitting well with me. But, um, the, the other kicker to that is that my cousin whose house we're staying at while the remote remote happening, um, cleaned out his garage to make room specifically for mine and Pam's bikes. And so for like the last two weeks, it's been like, you should go get your bikes and bring them over here. And it's like, Uh, yeah, I'll get around to it. And I just haven't. And so if I had just not been lackadaisical about it, I would have got the bikes already and they wouldn't have been there
0: to steal. Um, but anyway, and what extra sucks about that too, is it's like way lower value than being worth like filing any kind of like insurance claim for, right?
1: Our home insurance is a thousand dollar deductible, which is twice what I spent on the bike. So it's like, you know, whatever. So, um, But anyway, uh the fun like not fun, the other part of this story is that um I'd put an air tag on my bike. I bought like a special Oh um, no, is this
0: are we getting a, is this gonna transition <laughs> to like a serial podcast? <laughs>
1: so maybe, maybe. So I put it you could buy this special thing, and it basically is like a little encasement for an air tag, and then it um screws into your water bottle bottle holder screws. And I actually had put um the thing that holds my bike clock on top of it. So it was extra like hidden. So you'd have to really like know a thing or two to realize that there was a tracker on this thing. But apparently, uh, the lovely lady that took my bike was very experienced just, in taking bikes. Start the story over. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, she actually had a bag of tools on her and was taking parts stopping every so often after she took off with the bike to take parts off, took the seat off, took the bike rack off. This is some serious. um, Thinking that she was taking something with a cracker. Crazy.
0: What's that? That's like some serious meth head stuff, right? I mean, she was
1: very much a meth head. uh, Um, she she stopped at another empty house, like down the street a little bit. And a, a concerned neighbor took a bunch of pictures of her. So we got super good, clear pictures of this person. Um, and super tweaker. So anyway, um, but yeah, so I had the tracker on it. So I watched, I, I get the alerts from the ring. I quickly open it up, realize somebody's actually entering my backyard. I hit the alarm. So my house alarm is blaring. So this did not deter her. She still went in the backyard. Man, that is wild. Grabbed the bike and walked out with it. And I see her from one of the other cameras hop on and ride off from the driveway. And so at this point, I'm watching everything on my phone, but Pam's on 911 with, with her phone. Oh, and um, and let
0: me guess the police don't give a shit, right? No,
1: actually they, they totally were super helpful through this whole thing. So, um, we give them a description, what direction she took off in. And then I'm staying on the phone with the dispatcher every time the air tag updates a location, giving her a new address or whatever. And so she actually sends a patrol car to out and to, um, investigate the, a couple of the addresses that I'd given her. And then, um, at this point I'm hopped in the car and I'm on my way down to check things out. And I mostly need to go to my house to fix the fence that they tore down to get in the backyard. But I'm also like curious enough to go to the location of the air tag to see what's up. And so I do that. And, um, as I'm roaming around, I actually run into one of the cops that was investigating the area and stuff and, uh, tell him what I know by that point it had updated again. And the next location was a light rail stop. And, um, so he, we both jam over to the light rail stop to see what's going on, but there's nobody around. And then it updates a few minutes later, way a different part of the city. Oh, like they the got on the train line. with your bike. <coughs> yeah. Oh, they basically man. got on the train with the bike and were are gonzo. And, um, the old, the address it ultimately ended up in was in a different city. And so my police that I'd been working with, which were super cool and helpful, Um, we're no longer jurisdiction. I had to call that city's police department and I did, and they were trying to be helpful, but they're like, honestly, the location it ended up at was a a multi-story apartment building. And they're like, we don't know, we can't just go exploring an apartment building or knocking on doors or anything like that. Um, they're like, we'll accompany you if you want to come with us. And if you see the person or you see your bike and you can identify them, we'll be there to help facilitate that. But beyond that, we can't just go blindly yeah, knocking sucks. on apartment doors so um at that point <clears throat> it stopped pinging and that was the last we heard of the the air tag being pinged so they found it and disabled it and that means the bike is gone so that was a sad it, it was interesting because i was like i'm glad i had the tracker on it because it
0: gave me some chance yeah, yeah. of
1: getting it back but it's certainly not foolproof
0: And, um, I guess you really got to hide it if you're going to do something like, like extremely hide. You know,
1: (laughs) I, I feel like it was well hidden and hard to get to, but if you, there's been people on YouTube and stuff that like stick them in like the, the, uh, handlebar stem and stuff like that, like actually, you know, inside the tubes of your bike, um, and that's a better and harder to get to hiding place except that um it interferes with the signal a lot too. Oh, yeah. So you it's a, it doesn't ping it as well. So it's kind of not worth doing. Um I think like my my takeaway from this is like don't just stick it under your seat because they're more than willing to take the seat off first thing and that's probably the easiest thing to remove. Um because they didn't actually get to where I had mine stashed until they were at their location. And probably able to take a whole bunch of more stuff
0: apart or whatever. Yeah, that sucks. Um,
1: either way, it sucks ass. I love my bike, and I'm really sad. Um, and now i got to buy a new bike, which sucks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm um, surprised
0: the police were that, that helpful to you, though. Because, like, my car, yeah. my my Prius got fucking trashed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where we parked it. I think I've told this story before. But, like, um, yeah. a friend of mine that I went to high school with on Facebook, like posted, they had season tickets for the Blackhawks. We're like, hey, we can't go tonight. Yeah. Anyone want the tickets, will sum to you for face value, which was, you know, like a discount compared <sighs> to what you could actually yeah. buy those tickets for. And I was like, yeah. hell yeah, let's go. Like, you know, uh, here, I'll PayPal you 100 bucks all day long. Like, I'd love to go to the yeah. Blackhawks game. Yeah. And there, and I was like, um, so we've, we've, um, had uh we've gotten bulls tickets before as like Mm -hmm. you know someone's company has tickets and it's like a full package where it's like here's the tickets here's the parking pass everything else so i was like i was like oh cool so you have seen tickets like you have a parking or like what do you do and like oh no no no, we just go like four blocks uh east or whatever or four blocks west and you just park on the street there it's no big deal and i was like oh okay cool so i do that you know parking all over the place uh yeah seemed great we walked to the game uh you know sat through the game no problem came back out and it was like everything that could be fucked up on a car was fucked up on my car like <laughs> oh uh, like like broken into like the trunk <laughs> popped like all like both headlights smashed the taillight smashed uh, like wow all this stuff did right? you have the
1: truck nuts on it
0: uh maybe i don't remember that's
1: probably why
0: but the cops were just like you know cuz i didn't know what to do right like this is the first time like something yeah. like this has happened to me um, yeah. and i call 911 i'm like dude I don't I, I need help like my car has been like yeah. majorly fucked with I mean like and they were just yeah. like all right well uh, what do you want us to do and I was like I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I never had this happen to me <laughs> Tell like yeah I don't, I, do. yeah, How I don't, don't I get home <laughs> I don't know what to do like they were like well I mean if you know are are you safe or, like have you been hurt I was like no I like we were at the Blackhawks game like we're fine it just like the car is originally messed up and they're like Oh well, if it's just property damage, we don't we don't send people out. And I was like, okay, well, like just calling this just property damage, I feel like is wildly like describing what actually happened here. And they're like, it was like not willing to do anything. And then you know, I get home, I call my insurance, my car. I don't know what to do. Like my car is majorly. We drove home with no headlights. Um, you know, no windows, no headlights, all this stuff. Because I didn't know what else to do. You know, I was like. Um, what else
1: can you do? Leave it there and just Yeah, right <laughs> that, that
0: seemed worse So, um, yeah We drove home with like the flashers on You know, like taking oh side God. streets and stuff like that And you yeah. um, yeah, it took like an hour and a half to get home It was truly insane And then, you know, so I, I called my insurance They're like, oh, we need a police report And so yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, cool I called the Chicago police back They're like, all right, we need to send someone out I'm like, okay Well, I'm already on <laughs> the suburbs you the other night? Like, like <laughs> yeah. you told me you weren't going to do anything So I just left, and they're like, "Well, you left a scene in the crime and all this stuff. Like, how can we make a police report?" And oh my god! Like it took it was like a week of fucking around before I could even like begin the claim. This sounds
1: vaguely familiar. I think I remember when this happened. It was
0: was so so irritating, but
1: yeah. I so this all took place at about eight a.m. just before eight a.m. on Sunday. So early morning and a Sunday morning, I, and the cop even was like, You're lucky it's been slow because I've been able to like investigate the few mm-hmm. addresses you've given us or whatever, but otherwise, probably wouldn't be worrying about a bike right now.
0: Yeah, see um, this this was like maybe like one in the morning on like a Friday yeah. night, you know. Yeah. And the Chicago police were just like, Yeah, dude, if you're not bleeding, we we got we're murders shit. happening. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> but that it was the same thing with me though, too, where it was like, um, you know, they're like Oh, we're helping you because you have the tracker and it's like updating, you know, in a, yeah, a fashion that's like giving us a chance to maybe find it. But otherwise, we wouldn't be able to help you until you file a police report because the property is not stolen until you report it stolen. Uh, and I'm like, OK. And so at some point after I had kind of realized this is later in the morning and I kind of realized like the bike's not coming back. Um, I go online to fill out the re- police report anyway because I've always been told fill out the report even for something small. Because police use those to determine like where to send patrols and stuff like that Mm. based on like, you know, there's a bunch of petty theft in this area, let's increase the patrols. So I was like, whether or not, I'm I'm not worried about getting the bike back at this point, but I'm going to at least make it official with a police report. And so I, I go online, I can do it online and fill out all the stuff or whatever, send it in. You get like an email that's like, here's a temporary number. We'll let you know when you've accepted your police report and it becomes official. That happened like yesterday. really so you know so it took like days to get a real police report so it was sort of like what the hell was i supposed to do i guess maybe my temporary one would have got me somewhere or something but yeah um it all just seems like a pretty crazy waste of time i don't know
0: yeah but like what you went through like that's my like greatest fear honestly like living where i live because like the um not to like make myself a target or I don't know who would listen to this would like come in Tennessee and steal my shit, right? But like yeah. But like the topography of our house, like we are so yeah. far below the road that yeah. like like when you come down our driveway, you come down a big long hill, right? And like, yeah. dude, you could break into our house, you could spend all day stealing our shit. Nobody would, no know. One would know no one nobody would nobody would hear the screams. Yeah, it, it, and like our alarm could be going off and you know yeah. i don't know how long the police would take to respond like yeah all yeah. this stuff i mean like that that would be really bad and yeah yeah i don't know well
1: please don't murder eli listeners um even though he's I mean, an easy target. I don't
0: know. I'm turning thirty nine in a couple days. So <sighs> if you could kill me before I turn forty. That would be cool, I guess. Well,
1: I on second thought, free Tesla. So yeah,
0: fair enough. Yeah, just just take my phone. <laughs> yeah, Have my phone anywhere phone. near my car. And you can just drive it away. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um so yeah, that was my traumatizing experience. Not yeah, happy about sucks. it. But um, you know, another lesson I learned, and it's something I've thought about before. Is we had our bikes in the backyard, which is like normally a secured locked gates, you know, backyard. But thieves nowadays, like they don't care.
0: That's really um, surprising.
1: So uh, another thing that I've always thought about doing but never actually did was just wrapping my bike lock around my frame and back tire. Even while it's in my backyard. Yeah. Because um, this chick took my bike and rolled it to the front and then hopped on it and rode away. So if it was unable to be ridden. She probably wouldn't have taken it because then you got to carry a bike. I mean, does this does or you got to stop to uh, cut through the, that lock or whatever? Yeah. I mean, does this make um, you so want to get? So it takes two seconds to unlock a, a U lock from your bike and you know yeah. whatever is your I gate locked, locked at all? About
0: it. Like with a hmm? key? was your gate locked at all with like a key or anything like that? Or my gate was locked, but the side so- the other
1: side of my house that doesn't actually have a gate it just has a fence it's a fence that they've actually had to take down and put back up a few times for construction mm. reasons. And That's so true. it's not the strong, it's our, and it's like an original fence of the house. So it's like 70 years old or something. Yeah. So it's not a great security fence. So they just like kick it. the
0: fence over and we're like, Oh hell yeah, there's a the bit. Ripped it right.
1: down. Literally. Holy yeah. Cow. Cause, uh, so I had to have a big talk with my contractor too, about making sure the place is secured tightly. Um, and that, that same day my brother-in-law came over and we, screwed that sucker into a cement wall and like now it's not going anywhere but
0: that's crazy you know one of those I mean, that's, things that's like that's hindsight is part. 2020 yeah. and
1: there were so many red flags i should have paid attention to or things i could have done differently but yeah i guess i it's don't just, know like uh, that the fact that it was learned.
0: stolen out of your backyard like in your fence everything seems so much yeah. more invasive than like like oh well you know we we just got home and we had the the bikes just propped up against like the garage and yeah someone stole totally. it and we were inside like totally like that would have yeah. been like oh well we were just that was really dumb that we just like left the bikes yeah. in the front yard kind of thing.
1: No, so, I totally agree. Someone was in my backyard that creeps me out. I'm I'm thankful they didn't like go bust all our brand new windows or anything like yeah, that. Uh, could have been worse, but it still is a sucky situation. So
0: yeah. Well, I there don't you know. Do. You know what. Maybe you can, you can get a cooler bike now. So lemons, I, I have
1: already ordered a new bike and it is one with more gears, which is something I wanted. So yeah. I'm looking at it as an opportunity to getting to upgrading my bike. I mean, I thought that yeah. fixie,
0: that fixie that you had was sort of lame anyway. So, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it might as well have been a fixie. It only had three gears. So anywho. uh, we might as well move on to talking about the Steam Deck. Hell... I think we we're going to talk about the Steam Deck today.
0: Yeah. Um, well, should, before before we talk about Steam Deck, should we talk about the big game of the week, the ten ten perfect, the most perfect game that's ever been made by man?
1: I, I see you've been the, having trouble with this, of, and
0: uh,
1: I actually want to hear about your experience because I I thought about buying it on Steam oh because apparently God. it's verified to run on Steam Deck.
0: Yeah, so um, if you have been online the last week, surely you've heard about Elden Ring, which is the latest yeah. release from the From Software Guys, which is the um, Dark Souls and um, yeah. the Souls series, basically. The Souls Guys. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my brain because like, I feel like I get bamboozled into buying every single one of these games for the I exact the same feeling. reason. In that, like, I know the feeling. like Everyone's like, 'Cause I'm I'm always like, Oh my god, I hated Dark Souls or I hated demon souls or whatever, like I don't know. I don't. I like really. I'm not into this, and everyone's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like, the, like "Yeah, yeah." I understand why you didn't like that one. This one's way better. You got to get into this <laughs> yeah. one. It's like, you know, a every, lot. Yeah. yeah, like this is the line, right? I mean, this is this is what people. It's like some kind of fucking multi-level marketing thing where it's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." That thing that yeah that sucked. You want the new one though? The new <laughs> yeah. one that just came out. You got to buy this one because the old ones were bad, and like. um so what makes Elden Ring uh, potentially more unique than the other ones is I believe it's a clean break from like the universes that like the other Souls games existed in. Um, I don't know. Because it's like the the George R. Martin had something to do with it. I don't really know how much he had to do mm-hmm. with it or whatever else. But mm-hmm. but I was like um, that had me kind of interested because I, you know, I read all the Game of Thrones books. I like the, the HBO show. Um and, you know, who knows what the hell he's doing with the rest of the book. So I was like, oh, cool. A George R. 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 Martin thing. Like, I'm interested in this anyway. And then all these yeah. reviews hit this week that were like just perfect scores across the board. It was like everyone that reviewed yeah. this was like 10 out of 10. This is the best game I've ever played and all this stuff. Yeah a yeah. lot of comparisons made to breath of the wild, which I oh. love breath of the wild, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, like this sounds Actually, am- like that's not a good comparison. <laughs> well, right. So I was like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. Like, so you're telling me like breath of the wild, but, but a George RR R. Martin universe, like I'm yeah. mega super into this. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I posted, on, I asked on Twitter, I was like, Hey, uh, is this still like a recommendation for people that aren't really wild about the soul series? And like, of Course, and all these people are trying, to like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, this is the one to get. Like, you know, if you, you know, this is a great jumping off point because it's a clean break, blah blah blah. I feel blah. Like
1: it, this, this is so similar to the Monster Hunter game, yes, 100 like, every single oh, fucking one. It's such a difficult series to get into, but the new one is like so friendly. Yeah, this, to this is the one that's like, okay, I'll try it. Oh, nope, I can't play this game, yeah. I don't get it,
0: yeah. So, um you know i really went into this like really excited because i was like okay cool finally it seems like and i you know i don't know selective memory or whatever because this happens every fucking time they release a game (laughs) but you know everyone was like encouraging me to get into it they're like no 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 this is this is this is a jumping in point like you really like this i was like okay okay, cool um you download the game have just like truly insane problems on my pc getting it running like doesn't support like the ultra my so i have a ultra wide monitor which is not the 16 by 9 it's like 20 by yeah yeah. seven or something still like that um doesn't support that resolution so it looks all fucked up on my screen Mm -hmm. it thinks my mouse is a controller so it like is loading into the (laughs) controller ui and like needs me (laughs) to press an a button that doesn't exist on any like anything i have and yeah And then I was left to like doing the most awful thing in the world. Once you spent $60 on a game, which is just reading any Reddit thread that you can find of people like complaining about it and coming up with like the craziest (laughs) solutions imaginable. Um, And the one that actually finally worked was pair an Xbox controller to your computer, which I did uh, Mm -hmm. launch steam, big picture mode, unplug Mm -hmm. your keyboard and mouse Mm-hmm. Wow! You'd completely use, unplugged. Okay. Yeah, use uh, completely unplugged. Use your controller in Steam Big Picture mode to launch the game, mm-hmm. and then it will work. Which it did. Oh,
1: um, so do you play with a controller in Big Picture mode? Then is
0: that yeah. how
1: you're forced to play it?
0: Yeah, but but again, it's the same fucking thing, man. You launch into this game. Yeah. There's no tutorial or anything. You walk ten feet and you die. It's just yeah, like right. okay, cool. Yeah. It's great, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad I spent sixty dollars on this again.
1: <sighs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Never learn your lesson, and neither do no. I with things.
0: I'm like, like that, I'm but. seriously probably like four hundred dollars deep into the series of games that I've probably played a combined like twenty minutes of. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, like I just, I just like you know, if you like the Souls games, like good on you, like that's great. But like, yeah. I just like these. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have so limited time to actually like play the games that I actually want to play not games that are yeah. like work related or whatever else that. Yeah. Like when I launch a game and it's just like getting just punched in the balls like yeah. constantly, not fun. I'm just like, yeah, this is this is not fun for me. I'm just yeah. going to go right, right, right. do something else, like literally anything else than Yeah. play this. So but I don't. But at the same time, like I feel like I'm missing out because like all these friends yeah. of mine are just like like pushing, yeah. oh my god, it's so fucking awesome on 30 hours in deep deep into Elden Ring. Like I didn't even sleep last night. Yeah. I played it until I had to get it's, up to go to work. And it's a FOMO thing. Yep. And I'm just like, man, what am I missing here? But then you know, every time I go into, I'm like just not having fun like at yeah. all. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know what the answer is throw yourself against it over and over until maybe it clicks. But when know. you could spend a hundred hours and still be like, I don't like this.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like I'd, I'd love to have just have, like have someone come over to my house and just sit next to me like, and be like, cause cause here's the other thing. Like apparently the first enemy that you come across, like when it looks at you, it just kills you. You're just supposed to avoid, which like, okay. Like what, what video game, Have you ever played where it's like, imagine Super Mario, where it's like the first Goomba you come across, like as soon as it loads on the screen, you just die. And it's like, (laughs) oh, well, you're just supposed to walk the other direction. Like, what were you doing? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's rough. Well, your experience with Elden Ring on PC is actually a really good segue into talking about the Steam Deck because um, I think that's something that Valve has been trying to solve with the Steam Deck and even many years prior with, uh, steam machines, um, making yeah. PC gaming sort of plug and play like a console. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit, but, um, you know, PC gaming, I think, has made strides in recent years in being a little bit more user-friendly and stuff like that. But I think for a long time, you had to be a certain type of person to build a PC, to know what the hell you're doing, to be willing to put up with a bunch of crap to get a game running on a weird configuration of, of hardware and components.
0: and <laughs> Either you know. build a PC or pay a weird premium for a pre-built PC.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well even with a built though i feel like certain games will just not jive or yeah. ha- not have the right drivers or whatever there's just so much stuff to have to manage and um you got to be willing to to put in that sort of work i think um and i think you know once you get better and your knowledge you know increases about that sort of stuff it's not such a big deal it's like oh this problem is an easy fix i just need to go do this real quick whatever but like for your average person it's like like your experience with trying to install this stupid game that had this weird workaround that you had nothing yeah, yeah.
0: you could, you know, so <clears throat> I, w- I, but I would, I mean, to be fair, I would say the last like five to maybe 10 years, yeah. like as- aside from like really weird launch day issues that, you know, just haven't been fixed yet. Like PC gaming right. has gotten a lot easier. Right. I agree. I agree. And, um, I think that that's in in
1: that same time frame though. I think is when um Valve set out on their goal of being like let's figure this out mm-hmm. and make make PC gaming more approachable for people. Yeah. Um it also coincided with um the launch of the latest version of Windows back then that was really kind of closed off and Valve didn't like the direction it was going and didn't want to be beholden to Windows, you know. Windows and
0: Vista, so I think was I think it was
1: Windows 8. Mm-hmm. But um it was like, uh, you know, that's really what set their course for getting into Linux more and, and trying to find – get games to support Linux and stuff like that. And so their first, you know, uh, attempt at that was the Steam Machines, which was kind of like a cool idea on paper that did not pan out well at all. Yeah. Um, And I think the two big factors that sunk Steam Machines were that, one, they – farmed out they they made their own steam machine but then they allowed other companies to make configurations too so that they could make their own steam machines. and i think valve wasn't super thrilled with the quality of what was out there that had the steam machine like name associated to
0: yeah it, right? I, I remember there was like a, a wide like th- the the other problem was there was like a wide variety of like system specs that went into like yeah like it wasn't <laughs> like oh okay, it wasn't really solving is- a problem well, but I think I think it got way more complicated because like they were trying to kind of like console ize PC gaming. Yeah. But then it was like everyone, well, I don't know, everyone but like a, a, a quite a few hardware OEMs like Alienware and others like offered, you know, like a bunch of different configurations of of these steam machines, right? Yeah. So yeah. it kind of created this situation where it was like kind of confusing to the end user because it was like, all right, well I, I just want to play PC games and buy the cheap one. And it was like, yeah. the cheap one fucking sucks. Yeah, right. And Because you
1: know, that that company, to be fair, is that's what they do is they make a super low end version yeah. and then they make ten versions up to the highest, yeah. craziest one. So right but I, it, it reminded me a lot of like iPhone and Android where it's like, Oh, I'm making a game for Android. I need a hundred test devices. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, iOS. I need like five because there's not that many like right. drastically different versions of iPhone. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: you don't even really, you need like an old one and a new one. I mean, arguably basically plus, plus right. an old iPad, new Pi- iPad. So right. maybe four.
1: So it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of seemed like that sort of was a problem was just the, the other companies, steam machines that were getting made weren't, super great. And then um, the bigger problem, I think, was that Valve really hoped that developers would just add Linux support to their games like native Linux support. And um, that just wasn't happening because Linux is much too niche of a thing to bother putting in the effort and resources, I think, to update your game or even release a new game with with a Linux version. I think a lot of that has changed in the last 10 years too just because something like Linux has grown. Um, But back then it was like, Hey, will you cater to this handful of like super geeky like Linux users? And it's like no. Um, And then coupled with Steam Machines not selling well, it was even more or even less incentive to want to do that. Um, So those are the two big reasons I think the Steam Machines failed: is the hardware wasn't great and the support wasn't there with games. Um, But I think Valve took two really important lessons from that, which is basically like we can't rely on other developers to, to do this Linux thing. We need to figure out a way to do it ourselves. And the other takeaway was that we need to develop the hardware ourselves and just ourselves, mm-hmm. not let other people do it. And so that's what they've done with the Steam Deck. It's taken whatever the last six or seven years that Steam Decks haven't, or Steam <clears throat> Machines haven't really been a yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually really
0: be curious to know like what date Valve was like, hey, we should maybe make like a portable gaming thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to have an idea of like how long this has been in the works.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was right during the Steam Machine failure time. Because I think part of their thinking, too, was like, okay, let's make something that's all in one so we can control literally everything. The screen, the yeah. resolution, all the components, so that we know what we need to target for to get games to work. Because otherwise, we're going to run into the same sort of problems where it's like, hey, here's a steam machine. You hook up to any number of screens and any number of controllers or, you know, whatever. Um, so I think in their mind, they were like, let's make it handheld so it, we can control the screen too. Um, and it can always have HDMI out or whatever to, you know, put it on a bigger screen, which, uh, also I think it's awesome to have handheld PC gaming. That's not really a yeah. thing, you know? So I think those are the reasons that they wanted to, to go handheld, but um, yeah, them making their own hardware and and just them making it, I think, was a big thing. But once Steam Machine thing fell apart is when they started really heavily investing into Proton. And Proton is basically a fork of wine. And if you've never heard of wine before, it's basically a compatibility layer that lets you run a Windows program on like a Mac. I've had to use it many times over the years to run something that doesn't have a Mac version. And you can run it through Wine And sometimes it runs fine. Certain programs are are perfectly fine. Other programs work, but their jank is all hell. And then some programs just totally don't work whatsoever. There's no amount of of tweaking that you can do to get it to work running through wine. So the same can really be said for Proton, which Valve has been investing in heavily ever since they um, started this project with the people that make wine. Um, Adding support for games and, and stuff like that. Um, and so here we are today and like, you can go to the valve website and see which games are verified for deck, which, which basically means either have a native Linux support already, or they run well through proton through the compatibility layer. Um, and there's hundreds and hundreds of games that are verified as running great. And there's hundreds and hundreds of games that are just playable with small problems. And then there's many more games that are unsupported for whatever reason. Um, and then the bulk of games obviously haven't been tested yet because it's a slow process yeah. getting everything verified. But, um, so yeah, I think it's, um, it's really interesting that, uh, they took this route because it's not, you're not relying on developers to do anything right. Valve are the ones that are implementing the support and making proton be better to work with more games and stuff like that. Um, developers can be proactive with something like that. But, um, I think it was like smart for valve to take this entire project And take the two parts that really went wrong with Steam Machines and bring them in-house and have control over them themselves. And I think that's kind of made the difference. Um, Because now they can tell you, these are the games that run on Steam Deck. Not like, hopefully developers make games that run on Steam Deck. Um, Going forward, you hope the developers can fix things with with games that do have problems or whatever. Um, And going forward, you hope that they target the Steam Deck as a platform when they make a new game. But it's, for the tens of thousands of games that are already released on Steam, um, I think it's a pretty, a pretty nice compromise to have like so many of them be able to just work um, without right. having to get the developers involved at all. Yeah, it's surprising end users have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, more or less, um, as of right now, as of launch day, the Steam Deck is really um, a pretty compelling buy. like it's, it's a, the hardware itself is really great. Um, it's a super powerful machine, you know, in terms of, of a handheld PC and, um, compatibility wise, there's, there's hundreds of games on launch day, which is pretty unheard of, um, for any game system launch. So, uh, right now if it was like, I really want a steam deck, I'd be like, yeah, buy one, even though they're however far out and you have to reserve them or whatever. But the exciting thing to me is not today as they are today. I think the exciting thing to me is what they're going to be in the future, because even in the three weeks that I've had one valve has updated the operating system a couple dozen times. Like, I mean, it's literally every day, sometimes multiple times a day that there's some new version of steam OS and adding some new features and adding new compatibility to games that I already owned in my library. Right. And so, um, that's just in a few weeks. Um, going forward especially with this thing getting in more and more hands um people are going to be able to start figuring out what's wrong with the games that aren't working um community i think will be a big part of this because it is like the open source linux sort of community which is like down to just fix things themselves or come up with solutions themselves um so even if a game is broken for whatever reason it's 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 not unthinkable that somebody might come up with a fix for it on their own and release it as like a community patch type thing that you can just add to Steam or whatever. Yeah, see, like that's um, that's one
0: of the things I'm I think I'm most excited for um, with this whole thing is the um, like the 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 commuter, Like I, I'm looking forward to like the Skyrim mods of yeah. Steam Deck, you know, because. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The uh, like particularly like with Valve being like, Yeah, here you go, here's the hardware, go nuts. Like, we don't give a shit. Yeah, here's the CNC files for the case. Like, have fun, right? I think there's gonna be so (laughs) much cool shit that comes out of the community. Yeah, it's just like like hard to even wrap your head around.
1: Well, that's that's the other really refreshing part of this is that, like, um, you look at something like the Switch and it has a homebrew scene, and they've Mm -hmm. done a lot of cool things with homebrew on the Switch, but man. Nintendo will strike you down if you, you know, go online with a hacked switch for, you know, instance or or whatever. So it's like so refreshing to see Valve be like, here's the Steam Deck. We made it work with our own version of software and we have kind of like this vision of what it can be out of the box. But also do whatever the hell you want with it. I don't care. Take it apart. Don't take it apart. Fix, you know, replace components yourself, whatever. Um, install whatever operating system you want. Like, you know, they're basically like, it's a PC, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. Like all PCs should be, which they aren't really anymore. So um, it's cool that they have that sort of like uh, mantra about this thing because I think it's just going to help. They're the type of company that will be like, oh man, this guy, this rando came up with this crazy fix that fixes a million games that weren't working right. And we're going to like officially support that and add it into Steam. So it's like easily attainable for anybody so that, you know, it can fix all these games or whatever. Like that's the kind of thing that Valve would do.
0: Well, not not only that, but I mean, I feel like too, it could be like Unity and Unreal and these big engine providers could be like, oh yeah, here's the Steam Deck update. Like that just is, you know, your game is now supported. You just need to like recompile it and
1: issue an update totally totally so um as of today as of lunch day the thing is awesome but it's really what the potential what it can be i think which is really exciting to me um and i really just hope it sells well enough to be on valve's mind for a long time i think just talking to the team or, or working with the team that runs the steam deck stuff um just with the review unit the past few weeks like it's so apparent that they're super passionate about it Mm -hmm. and they're like writing patch notes and sending it out to press at like midnight and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, we just had to push one more update out. Like whatever. Like these are people that truly, truly care about this thing. Um, and so I think, uh, there's a lot of trepidation with how hard steam machines failed and how quickly Valve was just sort of like swept it under the rug and like, let's forget about that whole thing. Right. Um, I don't think that that's going to be a repeat here. Um, but I do still want to see this thing sell really well and become like a normal thing that people want to buy
0: to play PC games on, you know? Um, well, but I mean, that raises like the bigger question of like, are normal people going to be able to buy this anytime soon?
1: I have no idea. Cause that's, I mean, Um, like
0: I'm a Q2 person and like, I'm, Like, I guess, like, the next round of emails are going to go out on March 7th, they said, I think. And oh, really? I'm just sitting here waiting. I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready. I don't know.
1: I wish I had better info about how quick this queue yeah. is going to move up because um, I want to know too, because I want mine that I pre ordered. Um, but, like, yeah, it's hard to say because I do think a big part of this is going to be like, you can buy one of these at GameStop or whatever, you know, which I don't see that actually happening. but as long as it was something you could go on a store and buy online like and get in a few days, like yeah. I think that's important. See because originally,
0: um, I was like, uh, my my thing with this was like, I think the line will go way faster than people think because there's such a massive difference between spending a completely non-committal, hundred percent refundable five dollars. Mm-hmm. versus like committing to all right here's four to, what 650 what's the top Six, end one? yeah yeah I think um so. which is like you know a, a huge difference there but then as i was talking to a friend of mine about that today and he was like well yeah but i mean they, they already have listings active on stockx so uh, um, yeah which kind of like ruins the whole that whole equation because like yeah. you know if you can't afford it right now for you know 400 bucks or whatever you can flip it for 1200. Like, you're going to figure out a way to, you yeah. know, buy it for 400 and, and make that extra money, right? Like, that's... Right, right. Yeah. Which sucks. That's true. I hate the world we live in. Um, I mean, that's like the case with, like, video cards right now, you know? And I don't know why this yeah. would be any different, so... Yeah. No, totally. Well, I don't know. Hopefully that sort of
1: stabilizes someday, but, um, you know, I, I just hope this thing gets popular enough to keep going for a good while. Hopefully there's a, a, some revision, hardware revisions, you know, in the next couple of years too. Um, Cause I think that there's probably a lot of improvement that can happen there. And um, especially if like, you know, it seems like Intel and, and whoever else they, the focus is on like these ultra efficient mobile designed like chips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Apple kind of kickstarted that with their M1s or whatever. So, um, you know, there, there's going to start being components. I think a big problem with handheld PCs up until this point was like you're running essentially desktop components in a handheld form factor that can't cool properly and can't and burns through battery if you want any sort of performance whatsoever. So it's like once they start having more, um, components that are geared towards like mobile use, I think that will make a big difference too. Yeah. So Anyway.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, so the other interesting thing that, that came out of this was, um, feel like every uh how often does the uh jeepers creepers monster come out every 18 years or something like that right <laughs> yeah. um it's like with every major valve thing that happens you know every five years yeah. or whatever like gabe does another yeah. like round of interviews and he just looks like this wise old wizard now like he's yeah. just like oh for long-haired sure. <laughs> and white <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff and he's just like She's <laughs> like so wild watching these videos of this like sage old like computer gaming, yeah. like Merlin, basically. Um, imagine what that dude's life is like. Oh, so yeah. Crazy. that's just be just unbelievable. But I'm, <laughs> I'm super stoked for this, though. I mean, because like, um, you know, I'm excited to never need to buy a janky Switch port again of like some game that yeah. I didn't play, but kind of like would really like to play on the couch and all this stuff. Yeah. So oh, I spent. Yeah. 50 bucks for or whatever else, because like, God, mm-hmm. the amount of games you can get on steam, particularly, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that like, um, humble, humble and all these other people that do these steam bundles are going to start mm-hmm. doing like the steam deck bundles, right? Like uh, I've already got an email from fanatical, uh, I think. Well, so. you yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, you can get like a hundred, uh, games that work on the steam deck for yeah. $2 or whatever right. ridiculous price they're doing at that point. Yeah. and, I don't, and, and then you add in all the homebrew stuff, all the emulation stuff, yeah. everything else. Like, I don't know. This just seems like such a slam dunk of the highest order. That, yeah, I just, like, can't wait.
1: I know it, it, it's really cool, and like, um, I really beefed up my Steam library when I bought a Win Max two years ago, thinking like this will be it. This is the be all end all. I'll just play all these PC games that I've been wanting to play for years or whatever, and. Uh, it's so hard to not take advantage of like the massive sales that happen on Steam too. Cause if there's a game you like and you wish list it, chances are it'll be on sale in the next month or two, yeah. you know? So if you can wait it out a little bit, you're going to get some crazy deals on stuff. And, uh, that happens too on the eShop for the switch, but like not as drastically as Steam. Um, and then you throw in like the bundle people too, where it's like, Oh, I wanted this one game, but if I spend $5, I can get 30 games plus this one. I also wanted. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I ended up with so many games I've never even like launched or even heard of because they're just in a bundle. But now maybe I'll get around to like exploring those, you know, because I have an easy way to do it. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 rough because I've spent so much money on Switch games over the years and I've rebought so many games that I had on another system or whatever. It's hard not to. But um, now I feel like at least with PC gaming and Steam, it's like. You know, no matter what, you have those games and you'll be able to run them on platforms for years and years to come. Whereas nowadays, consoles, you have to really hope that there's like backwards compatibility built in for all the stuff that you spent money on. Because if the next Switch, for some reason, doesn't have backwards compatibility, then I have 400 games that I can only play on this so, old hardware
0: Are you like speaking speaking of all that stuff? Like are you able to talk about the software side of the Steve deck yet? Because like yeah, that's been like one of the things that's been kind of interesting to me of all these different reviews that have come out is um, mm-hmm. like basically being able to tune in real time like the power usage of the thing Yeah. And that, like, like some of the reviews I mentioned, it's like, Hey, if you want to play like, you know, a God of War, for instance, like you want to play at 60 frames per second, you get two hours of battery life on a full charge. But if you are a maniac and are able to like deal with the game running at 10 frames per second, you can get like eight hours of charge out of it. (laughs) So like how, so when you, when you're playing it, like how, how much do you need to fiddle with that kind of stuff? Um. Uh. That's one of the
1: cool things about it, too, is, like, um, for a long a long time, like, um, YouTubers like The Fox, who I keep, like, recommending to people because he's such a good resource, um, have talked about how to adjust TDP or how to, like, park cores or how to do all of these weird things to squeeze more performance or battery life out of a handheld system. And um, up until this point, like, I would say a lot of that stuff has been um, – oh, did you die – Damn it. <laughs> Why are we having a Steam Deck episode? And I forgot to charge it. Um Total up hell, Total noob. I guess. Uh up until this point, it's like uh, doing a lot of those things requires like some weird knowledge or some weird programs yeah. or, you know, whatever. You got to go deep diving into some technical stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I remember um, like when you first got your, your WinMax or whatever, like, like listening to you talk about the, what it would take to get games running on it was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. more fucking around than I'm willing to deal with. To- Which
1: is true. Most people aren't are willing to do that sort of thing.
0: So, um, what's rad
1: about the steam deck is that valve, I think thought ahead of that sort of thing and built in basically a quick menu of, of all the, the, the sort of like main things you would want to do to improve performance. And so if you hit like, um, so on the side of the thing, there's like the steam button. And then on the other side is like a dot, dot, dot button. Yeah. And that's basically a quick menu that pulls up things like adjust the brightness, adjust the volume, you know, it's similar to a Nintendo switch. Yeah. Um, But if you go down to the battery um, indicator section, um, you can, A, you can turn on a bunch of performance overlays, which is another sort of like high level thing that people do just trying to figure out, you know, how yeah. yeah. Um, You can turn on all sorts of different overlays right from here. But then there's like um, a dedicated radio switch for limiting the frame rate to 30 right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And so just clicking that on, and you lock into thirty. You're already getting better performance and battery life on anything because so it'll just, just automatically just
0: tune itself down to whatever. It, it,
1: you don't have to mess it in game at all. Huh. It just does it at a system level. Um, and then there's one to uh, limit the TDP, which is the how much, basically how much power you're feeding so the here's, GPU. So here's and, the
0: real jeopardy uh, question here. What does TDP stand for?
1: Uh, thermal something power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look it up. Um, and then you can mess with the GPU. Thermal um, design power. Thermal design power. Um, so you can basically adjust the clock frequency, right? If you are running something kind of lightweight, you don't need to be at 2.8 gigahertz or whatever. So you can yeah. like adjust that right on the So clock. Like If you were playing,
0: like, if you want um, to emulate like Nintendo games or whatever, you could like tune that yeah. way down.
1: Yeah, and actually it's interesting cuz um in RetroArch just running an NES game which is like easy to run, right? It's not like demanding at all. Um I couldn't figure out why it was running like garbage, like stuttering and crazy and basically running in slow motion. And um I went through all these options in RetroArch trying to change things and see what I was doing wrong, and then I realized that I had set this thing to limit to 30 frames per second and that totally tanked the performance of oh, retro so it's almost like uh you need to be aware of like okay you don't need to limit something like that that should run at 60 frames or whatever yeah. because it needs to um so yeah but anyway it's just nice there's a lot of diagnostic information in this little quick menu and stuff like that so um there will be ways you can dive in even deeper i'm sure and adjust stuff on the different components that are in here but this is just a button click away and it's easy enough for anybody that doesn't even really know what they're doing if you just limit your frame rate to 30 that you're already doing yourself a huge service in getting better performance yeah. you know um so yeah it's really cool that they built all this stuff in um because on my win max for instance if i wanted to do this stuff into like go into the BIOS and like adjust things or whatever. It was like a process. Um, here it's just all right here, right in front of you, which is really cool. So big fan of it. And, uh, yeah,
0: I can't you really found, say enough
1: good things about this thing.
0: Have you found anything that like, so when things don't work, do they like straight up don't work or is it like they work, but they're kind of janky and broken and, uh,
1: I've, I've run into both. Um, some things just refuse to launch. No idea why. Um, and then, um, I've had a couple games where I start them up and it really has a hard time knowing what the hell is going on with the controller Hmm. and even bringing up like there's a virtual keyboard you can pull up at any time too, which is necessary sometimes to, to do stuff. And, um, it won't even recognize that all the buttons are crazy. Um, there's been a couple times where I've booted into a game that technically boots up, but I can't control it in any way. And I have to use, there's a hotkey, there's a really good um, hotkey menu, too, that you can do with the Steam button, um, and a combination with any a bunch of the other buttons on here to do a lot of different things. One of them is force a game to shut down, and that is a valuable one to learn, because sometimes you get stuck in a game and you can't do anything, um, so you'll need to force quit it, basically, um, and it, it'll kick you back to the, the Steam OS, but by and large... Things I've tried that haven't been verified that are unknown, by and large, they've all been just working, um, which has been really cool. That's cool. And um, I kind of wish there was some sort of way for me to, like, tell them that. Like, a feedback button that's like, hey, I tried this. It's not verified through you guys yet, but just to let you know. I worked. I played through it, and it was great. Um, Because it it sucks having to wait on Valve trying to rate 60,000 games or however many are on Steam. So, um, Particularly with all the porn games they have to go through. Yeah, hopefully. They,
0: those should have no like what, problem. I, I don't know. A, I can't
1: tell you why I know that, but the, they all run fine.
0: Like the uh, uh, <coughs> what came out? Oh, Sex with Hitler. That was the one that everyone was talking about a few weeks ago.
1: <laughs> it, it, it runs beautifully on the Steam Deck, I can tell
0: you. Well, that's... Uh, that's good to know, I guess.
1: But anyway, yeah, it's – it's the whole thing's just really clever. Like all the, the hotkeys they came up with for things that you can do and um, just the menus and uh, options that it gives you. Um, everything is really cool. And then like navigating around um, – the system is really fun too. It's very similar to the Switch. Um, you can just – it kind of boots you into a home screen that just shows you kind of recently installed games and stuff. But then you can hop over to the Steam store and look at stuff and they have a dedicated like works – works on deck or whatever so section. Have you,
0: um, fiddled around with any of the like docking stuff, like plugging in like any kind of USB-C like monitors or no, I have not. Um,
1: and I don't think I have the equipment on me. I think in my house I have enough cords that I could do some weird stuff with it. But um they've released um some renders of what the dock will look like. And um
0: I'm still sort of annoyed can you hear the fan oh yeah i read that like some of the, some of the reviews like the negative is like fan runs constantly it's like okay well it's a pc that you're holding in your <laughs> it, hand so yeah the, that was the biggest
1: reason i didn't use my WinMax max all the time was because the smallest things would set the fan off and the fan is loud on that thing like distractingly loud mm. um And then I'm sure people that play the Switch a lot have noticed the fan kick on on that thing. Yeah, Um, although the new one, like
0: if if you have like the OLED Switch, the fan is like, it barely turns on at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, But with like the regular Switch, I would hear the fan come on a lot, especially when you first booted the system. And um, it's it's like audible, but not like annoying. Um, The Steam Deck gets louder than that, but still not annoying loud. Um, I think it's acceptable, but it still would be nice to have it be quieter, which and is something you, I hope can they can Can you use,
0: do. um, Bluetooth headphones with it? Have you? Yes, oh, you cool. can. Okay.
1: The amazing feature of using regular, regular Bluetooth headphones. Um, yeah, you can do that. And, uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Just navigating around is really nice. Um yeah it shows you all the games in your library you can go through and just decide to install or not install you can choose if you want it to go on the internal or the sd card or whatever you can swap them whenever you want if you need some room or something like that that's really um it's all really great it's steam in a really easy to use you know form factor i guess um so it's been really cool and then the other thing i should touch on is that um this is all the out-of-the-box ex- experience. If you just bought this thing, turned it on, and started downloading Steam games and playing them, this is how it would go. Um, Valve has also built in a dedicated desktop mode. And so if you go down to the the power button, like if you were going to shut down the system, there's also an option to switch to desktop. And oh, if you okay. do that, <clears throat> it actually boots you into a desktop mode that's running Arch Linux. And um, – basically from what I understand as somebody that doesn't know much about Linux is that, um, this is one of the more like user friendly versions of Linux. You don't need like to know command lines and crazy stuff like that. Okay. It pretty much works like windows. Like, you, you know, there's a task bar and a start button and you know, everything's pretty self-explanatory. You can hover your mouse cursor over something and it'll tell you what it does. But in general, it all works very similarly to uh, windows. So when you get booted into this desktop mode, you can just do whatever you want. And, um, you can navigate using the little touch pads that come on this thing, which um, is actually a really nice experience. Um, And then uh, what I've been messing with, I I didn't mess with desktop mode a whole lot because I didn't know what I was doing, but um, they actually released like an FAQ for press on like the stuff you can do in desktop mode. And one of them is that you can download an app and add it to the desktop in desktop mode and then add that game to Steam the desktop version of Steam, oh, and then once you do that, when you boot back into the Steam OS side of things, it'll be in your library.
0: So, how and does so, um like save like so? Say you're playing, you know, whatever the like highest level of um, you know, Steam Deck integration or whatever. However, you know, the Steam Deck certified or whatever. Um, yeah. How does it handle? like save game syncing, like, like, so if I've got my PC here and uh-huh. also a steam deck, can I like, is it fairly seamless with regards to like swapping back and forth between the two?
1: Yeah. It So it'll, um, once you quit out of a game, it'll automatically sync to your steam cloud save. Oh, cool. and so ideally you're only playing on one at a time, one system at a time, right? Like you would probably have a problem if you were playing on steam deck and Lindsay was playing the same game on a, a PC and you know the saves wouldn't jive with each other but in that instance it's actually pretty clever cuz steam will be like hey there's a cloud sync issue and it'll tell you do you want to save this local one on the machine you're using now as your new cl- cloud save or do you want to download the one that's we have in the cloud yeah. as your save going forward and as long as you can keep straight which is which you shouldn't run into any problems and like accidentally overwrite something or whatever. But yeah, the, the cloud syncing is all seamless and it's all done through Steam and it's for every game. So it's like pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> that was a big reason I wanted the, the Steam version of RetroArch, which I've actually now since I've switched over to the not Steam version of it because I think it's easier to use. But, um, but one of the big things, uh, uh, big features of having RetroArch on Steam was the steam cloud saves. Yeah. And so essentially you could be like all your old retro games that you play all the time. You could actually have like a, a save progress in all of them. That's cool. Um, through different platforms or whatever, which is a nice prospect. There's ways you can do that now without steam, but it's kind of like a headache to set up and get running and syncing things through Dropbox or, you know, whatever. So I've never really bothered with it. It's just like, Hey, if I'm going to play Mario three for the billionth time, I'll start at the beginning. (laughs) It's not a (laughs) big deal. But you know, for some of those older RPGs and stuff, you might want to bring your save progress with you. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that all that stuff works really pretty seamlessly.
0: So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely stoked to get mine. Like it's, um, definitely counting the days to whenever my email shows in, shows up and everything else. And
1: me too. I, I feel very fortunate. They sent us a review thing so I could play with one earlier, but I really do just want mine. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to get too far like setting this thing up and then have to have a new one and like
0: start over or something. I don't know. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So this, um, you know, now that Steam Deck is, I mean, more or less out for people that were lucky enough to be among the first people, which I don't know how I fucked that one up because I was, you know, mashing we F5 like the second yeah, that this know. went live. Um, <clears throat> kind of like raises the question of like, okay, well, where's the, um, Where's the other mobile hardware shit that we've heard about? You know, like between the Playdates mm-hmm. and um, what's the uh, the other uh, analog pocket? Mm-hmm. You know, just like all this stuff, just kind of like MIA in the uh, in the ether. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> I'm I'm really curious. I think what they said was that today the first round of emails goes out to backers or, or pre order people, um, and that Monday they actually start shipping. And so I'm hoping to, like, keep an eye on Reddit or something like that to kind of get a sense of how many people are like, I got tracking info. Um, Because it would be rad if it was like, okay, we sent out a thousand units in that first round or something like that. And, you know, now we're ready to do another thousand or whatever. Um, At that pace, I think they would catch up pretty
0: quickly. I would hope it would be more than a thousand a day, but I guess we'll
1: see. I don't know. That's it's a lot of it's a lot. To uh, pack up and ship a thousand units, yeah. but
0: I don't know. Like, so that, we'll that's see. cool. Like, I'm glad this is all progressing, but like, it has just made the deafening silence of panic on the play date like that much crazier. Yeah, right? like I know, man. It's, it, it, it like bums me out because like I'm arguably just as excited about the play date as I am about the Steam Deck, right? And it's like <sighs> totally, you know, you've got. Pretty much everyone that writes about video games and every YouTuber that covers video games has a Steam Deck and yeah. is covering it and everything else. And you know, you look into what's happening with Playdate and it's like last time anyone's heard from Panic was in like November. I know.
1: I know. I I am super anxious for that thing to come out too. Um like you, like almost more than the Steam Deck, really. But um it it just makes me nervous not hearing news. Yeah. Because I, I would hate for it to one day be like, look, we screwed up our component. You know, the battery swap out like ruined every unit, or you yeah, know, yeah. something crazy to happen where they're just like, hey, we're throwing in the towel and refunding everybody. Why'd we get in this hard? Yeah, game? I mean,
0: that won't happen because they've been working on this thing for so many years. But it just like know. it just seems crazy because it's like. Um, it's like, I feel like the Playdate thing is closer to like a Kickstarter where it's like they already yeah. have a ton of people's money. Right. Um, you know, they're already supposed to be sending people stuff. Like what's yeah. going on? And it's just yeah. like, you know, we're at like that awkward phase where it's like, we backed the Kickstarter, nothing's happening. There's been no updates. We just need and an update. now yeah. people are just kind of like, getting restless but what's interesting is that um you know because i want to talk about this today i was like oh let me look into like what's been going on in like the playdate world and it's like Mm -hmm. you know the subreddit is pretty much dead like the, the, i popped into the discord like they're not talking about anything relevant it's like Mm -hmm. people just like linking steam deck reviews and (sighs) not a whole lot like it's like basically same six people chatting in there uh the playdate twitter like, anyone that, like, tweets them asking yeah. what's going on, they just link the same help desk article from, like, November. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, not a great look when it's, like, you already have, like, fucking $350 of my money or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what sucks about that is, like, there's so many products that would kill for the kind of buzz that Playdate oh, has been yeah. able to generate yeah. over the last few years if they would just have launched when that buzz was high, I feel like the buzz wanes yeah, and um, that can be a killer, especially because you could, you could go right now and get
0: refunded for your pre-order too. Yeah. Can't you, you can pre-order, you can refund up to all the chips. Yeah. I mean, I don't like what, what seems so crazy to me about it is that like, this just seems extremely not how you launch a new hardware platform. Like I would think that like everything would be indicating like, Hey, you need to be, Doing an update every Friday, even if your update is like a photo and two paragraphs of text, like, yep, you know, keep yeah. people in the loop of like, hey, here's what a customs form looks like. And like, you know, we have to, yeah. we have to file a thousand of these for, you know, every pallet of play dates we've got coming in right. and, yeah. you know, just like, just like enough to Anything. keep people engaged and you know, even if they don't have an update like that, it's like, Hey, check out like this crazy thing that, you know, so-and-so is working on that, you know, we yeah. just released this pulp thing. Like here's mm-hmm. five games we're excited for that people have made like exclusively in our weird little online thing. Like, I don't know. It's just Maybe you should reach out
1: to panic and offer to
0: do their PR for them. I got better shit to do, but I'm just saying it seems it's just, it's just so bizarre because like panic as a company is not a company that has been like lacking in this department ever.
1: Yeah, no, it's really out of
0: character, which but, yeah. is like super out of character, which like to me, I, I mean, I don't want to believe there's anything going wrong with the play deck. Cause I want, I think it's so cool and I want one so bad, but like, it seems like a real bad sign when it's been like four months yeah. of complete yeah. radio silence I know. of a company that historically has been like fairly outspoken about like all things, you know? Yeah.
1: No, I agree. I agree. So I'm scared too, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to just hope. For I just the best. want the
0: play date to be cool. I want the thing sitting on my desk and the Dumble dock showing whatever weird clock yeah. thing they've got going on, and yeah, you know, that's all we all want. Um, cranking away at whatever cool game people <laughs> yeah. come up with. Cranking because away. there was like so like, that was the other thing too. Is there was like so much excitement surrounding the season one of the games. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. the excitement surrounding Steam Deck, or I'm sorry, uh, Playdate, um, Mm -hmm. like seemed to really create this just truly immense FOMO for developers that like weren't included in the first season that was like, oh, holy shit, like, oh my God, how did we miss the boat this hard? Like, I need to be in season two in a big way. And it seems like by not like, like continuing to sort of like foster and encourage that sort of like FOMO you're mm-hmm. just kind of like letting the whole thing sort of just like die on the vine which seems I don't know just like wildly unexpected compared to like yeah. looking back what like two years ago now when they had like yeah. the playdate setup at PAX yeah I don't know just we stop by their booth
1: like six times a day. Yeah, I mean that was like the same demo no, over I mean, and over. remember we
0: we stood in line like eight in the morning to like zerg rush through the show floor to like play <laughs> yeah. the play date first. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just like really is not sitting well with me that they've just like vanished. Yeah, but I don't
1: know. I'm with you, but they probably got their reasons. Maybe I mean, maybe they're, they're just like you know, out.
0: we like let's just let the Steam Deck stuff die down over the next few maybe. weeks, and then we'll like. Yeah you know, come back in with another really splashy launch and all this. I don't, I mean, I, don't
1: I, I keep hoping that their silence means that they're going to be like, Hey, 10,000 orders are shipped yeah. and here's all the tracking info and the rest will be shipped and you know, whatever. Um, I'm hoping that they're being quiet so they can burst on the scene with crazy good news out of nowhere. Yeah. But I feel like that's a long shot.
0: And the well,
1: my my Alexa is going insane right now. Sorry. Alexa, um, oh whoops!
0: No, no! What have you done? Sorry, um,
1: everybody listening, and also myself. Yeah. I so figured the one in my room.
0: I don't know. Ex- excited for Steam Deck. Uh, cautiously optimistic for yeah. Uh, play date and yeah. Who the hell knows what's going on with the analog pocket? Because I certainly don't. But you got
1: one ordered, so who cares? Yeah. Well, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah.
0: You know, it's an interesting thing too. Uh, real
1: quick is that um. You know, we've gotten to this point where it's, like, handheld PC, full-blown PC in a handheld form has, like, finally kind of, like, a viable thing, right? And um, I feel like it's hitting right at the exact time that, like, cloud gaming is taking off. Yeah. And almost rendering it pointless because mm-hmm. it's, like, okay, well, you could buy, like, a a $100, like, Android tablet with controllers attached that you could, like, run cloud games through also um, and get kind of the same effect for much less money and much less horsepower. Right. But we're not there yet. So I think there's still some room for these like an actual PC handheld to to do it. But it is kind of crazy to just look at the space and see all the stuff coming out and how it just keeps improving. Um, And so if somebody has like got really good internet and and into cloud gaming in a big way, you conceivably get in on that stuff for like 100 or 200 bucks, which is not bad. So it's a cool space to be in the hand. Yeah. I mean, uh, space.
0: It, it's, it's interesting. But, I mean, because you know, hardware only gets cheaper over time. Right. So it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what the crossover is between everyone trying so hard to make cloud game happening, mm-hmm. cloud gaming happen. And, mm-hmm. um, it just being like, so cost effective, to just like have a local processor, like who cares, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Okay, let's wrap these things up because it's super late at night for you, and it's late enough for me. I got. I need to get uh, 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 no lifer.
0: So don't don't worry. Nothing going on
1: a Friday night. No. I always have something going on because I have little kids,
0: and they never go away. I I I don't. So.
1: Yeah, you're lucky. Go play video games all night. Figure out Elden Ring. Uh, Maybe you'll come around to it. Are you just so sour on it you don't even want to play it now?
0: I'm not sour on it. It's just I don't know. It's just like not, I, I don't know. It's just not, I, I'm not into games that are just like insta-death punishing sort of uh, experiences. That's
1: Well, I, w- I was super close to getting it just because it's the newest, hottest game and it works on the deck. And I was like, I got to try it. But now I'm not going to after hearing your experience because we're too similar and not liking those types of games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. God, I would maybe I would when just, it's on sale someday. I would just love to enjoy a game like that because, like, so many of my friends, it's mm. like that is pretty much like that is their thing. Like, like I've been playing, um, yeah, I've been playing League of Legends for like thirteen years now or whatever. Yeah, you know, and and friends of mine, I have like they've just been playing the Souls games for just as much time. Yeah. you know, and they just yeah, love right. that and they love everything about those kind of games and. But that's just like, I don't know. I've just never never hit that stride with these things. So yeah, I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. Um so wrapping things up, uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Um, I just remembered that for like the third week in a row, we forgot to read any emails. Didn't did we? Yeah, we didn't read emails. Oh,
0: yeah. I keep meaning to do that. But
1: if you want to send us an email and especially if you have any steam deck questions you want answered I mean, you on did, next you week's You did show. promise
0: you would read emails this time. I mean, maybe we should just like blast through I them I promise we would uh, read. Yeah. Let's see. There's only a few. Let's see. Cause I feel like have been, we've been going on like three weeks now with, uh, yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, this is from three weeks ago. Okay. We'll go through these real quick.
1: Hal sent us in a tip that said, uh, we were talking about using what was that thing you found? It's called like Alpine or whatever the podcasting service online service oh, I was. Don't, I don't,
0: there's a bunch of them. I don't remember.
1: I forget what the name was, but um, it didn't really work out for us. But um, he suggested uh, one that he's used before and says that he likes is called streamyard.com. I haven't checked it out yet, but um, you know, probably worth looking into when I have some time because we could use an easier. Um, way of, of doing all this chicanery that we do. Um Cody Mems, longtime listener and uh touch arcade person. Uh, just writing in to let Eli know that Overcast Premium subscribers can turn the ads back on since he said he found them useful. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that was a conversation from many weeks back.
0: Um, yeah, says, well, that was PS, the thing. What's... I remember like one, one year I paid for the ads and I was like, Oh, I, but I like the, I like the podcast recommendations.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> you could turn back on, I guess. That's uh, interesting. Um, PS, what's the va- background vocal in the theme song that sounds like it says you owe me Mike. What could it mean? I actually don't know the answer to that. I need to go listen to our intro. Uh, more closely Maybe play it backwards On a record player Oh yeah And play see it, if there's A hidden message
0: Play it backwards At 30 RPM For the Yeah Yeah Real secret message
1: Mike is dead Oh no Well I hope I, he isn't Actually dead I haven't heard from Mike Mean in a long time I don't um, I
0: hope Mike's doing Something cool He's totally fallen <laughs> off Planet Earth
1: <laughs> And then uh, Frizzy sent us An email That says Was Eli On Impractical Jokers And it Is accompanied By a screenshot of uh, a, a dude that looks very similar to Eli. No,
0: I just look like every other, more cooped out. every other white guy with a beard and Ray-Ban glasses that uh, always wears a dumb hat.
1: So, Which, a, which is another like 60% percent of people guy.
0: in the game industry.
1: <laughs> 80% of the men in Sacramento look like me, so don't feel bad because yeah. bearded dude is such a, a, a trendy look.
0: Like, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, 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 ex, mob crush, uh, ex NG MoCo, I think now loop Eric Doty, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. him and I are like, like game industry twins. And in that we're just like, <laughs> like kind of, kind of, kind of fat, not really white <laughs> guys with beards and black frame glasses that wear hats all the time. Yeah. Like we could stand next to each other in a police lineup and it would just be 50, 50 as to like, whether or not, uh. You know, either of us yeah. uh, get pointed <laughs> out for whatever yeah. crime.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and then our last email is uh, only 11 days old. So, you know, not that old. Um, Ray writes in saying, hey, Ellie and Jared. I don't know if that's a true misspelling or he's just razzing on you because everyone calls you Ellie. I yeah. imagine it's the latter. That's but funny. hey, Ellie and Jared, been meaning to write in since the holidays, but dad life tends to get in the way. I hear you there. So I just wanted to say I love the show and I'm glad you guys decided to keep the banter. Once again, however, you guys are responsible for me spending more money. Okay. After hearing the chats about Game Pass on the show, I decided to pick up a Series S this past December. I am loving it and loving Game Pass, but just like my Switch, it has turned into another hub that I play <laughs> Fortnite on. Uh, thanks for keeping the podcast going so long. So thank you, Ray, and sorry to make you buy Game Pass, except not sorry because Game Pass is hey, amazing Pass, value and – uh you have endless supply of games to play. So that's
0: actually speaking of game pass. Like I'm, I'm really, I will be very curious to see, um, have you figured out if you can dual boot the steam deck yet? You can,
1: uh, no, I, I don't know for sure because I've been too scared to like try and install windows on it. Right. Um, I don't want to mess anything up, but, um, I don't see a reason why you couldn't, there, there's bound to be a way to get a Game Pass app on there. Yeah. I think the problem might be if there's any like heavy Microsoft um, specific like libraries or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but even if, I know... if you
0: were dual booting <laughs> Windows, regardless, like it should just yeah. work, I would think. You could just pop over to Windows and
1: play Game Pass. Yeah, it should. Uh, it's, there shouldn't be a problem with that. I just don't know how the dual booting works because right now. You get into desktop mode and then you basically log out of it and it sends you back to Steam OS. It's not really like um, you couldn't fire. Well, I guess it's not a big deal. Switching back and forth, maybe. Um, There's got to be some be key count mode deal. that
0: like, allows you to boot into other things, I would think. I don't know. So, I need somebody smarter than me to make YouTube yeah, videos about I mean, that, like, which is uh, what people uh, are Fox doing right to now. To make a,
1: a YouTube yeah. video on. He's already got – right now the big problem is that there's not Windows drivers Hmm. um, for the specific um, hardware in the Steam Deck. So he's got a bunch of Windows on Steam Deck videos waiting on just drivers to show up. Um, But once that happens, then we can maybe play around with doing stuff like that. But um, yeah, it should be possible. I mean um, one of the other things that uh, is not part of – the launch update but should come like any day now with a SteamOS os update is um or actually maybe it did actually come in one of the updates but you can run chrome on the steam deck hmm. um and you can go to like x cloud streaming on it
0: oh yeah okay and
1: so they updated the steam os so that um the browser will recognize the controller inputs so you should be able to do any sort of browser-based cloud gaming stadia or um uh, GeForce Now, I think you can do over over just the browser, um, all that kind of stuff, um, and Microsoft. So I, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to stream a lot of those games on the deck right now just through Chrome. Um, I just haven't really messed with it too much myself. But okay. th- that's an option too. So hmm. it's interesting. There's so much going on with this little gadget. It's so cool. So, uh, like
0: that, like the, so the question is, I guess, long-term thinking about it, is does this thing catch on enough that um, Microsoft releases something similar that's like, hey, here's the Game Pass portable or whatever? Yeah. Uh, There was a lot of speculation that
1: the Series S was uh, stealth, them trying to miniaturize their hardware for a handheld Xbox. Hmm. But when the Steam Deck was announced, Microsoft was one of the first people to be like, that thing looks awesome. Can't wait for it. Whatever. I think it's probably more likely that they would just support the Steam Deck because all they really care about is that you become a Game Pass subscriber, right? So if they were like, hey, here's a Steam Deck version of Game Pass, go nuts. And if you don't have it already, sign up Um, that that's beneficial to them more so than like, let's try to release yet another hardware SKU, right. which is a big undertaking. So I don't see them coming out with their own. I don't see either PlayStation or Microsoft coming out with a handheld anytime soon. They're going to let other people handle it, I think. Um, I would love to be wrong and have a new PSP come out or something, but or a new Vita or whatever, but I don't see it happening. So Yeah,
0: huh. yeah I don't know. I'm, I just, uh, I mean, it's a really interesting space, right? Because yeah. Microsoft already kind of sort of has the Portable hardware. Yeah. But they just like don't like haven't really packaged it in like a game format, right? But well it's crazy because the the Series S is like the size of a controller.
1: So if you threw controllers on the side and a 1080p screen on it, that's what that thing is designed to do. So Mm -hmm. as long as it could cool properly, I think maybe you'd run into issues with battery is probably maybe the big drawback there. Um, because a Series S is plugged into the wall, so it doesn't matter. Actually, but, I actually haven't um, even
0: seen a Series S in person. Like they're that they're small,
1: super tiny. Yeah, really? they're so tiny. Yeah, oh. it's. I'm trying to think of what it, I could compare it to, but it's it's not much larger than an actual Xbox controller. So you're um,
0: talking like like PS2 Slim, tiny or. Maybe <laughs>
1: not that slim, but that small of a book. God, Speaking, speaking like,
0: of which, I, f- I found this TikTok um, account that's like <laughs> a, a zoomer going through these different like older video game things. Yeah. Like, uh, confused as to what stuff is for. And they have this like, um, <laughs> they have a PS2 slim and they're like, I haven't seen an accessory that can like plug into this port in the bottom. And it's like, those are the fucking holes for the stand, you dipshit. it's like oh my god like i can't believe there's people that are like looking at these things being like what what did the ancients use these holes for (laughs) so it could stand up (laughs) god we live in hell
1: (laughs) okay for real we're gonna wrap up the show now so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and uh, as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported by our listeners and our readers and our viewers, so if you like what we do want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade consider throwing a little support our way you can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon, and thank you to everyone that sent in emails over the last uh, month um, and if you want to shoot us an email, especially if you have any Steam Deck questions you want answered on the show, um, podcast at touch Um, Shoot us an email and uh, say hi or ask questions or do whatever you want and we'll read them on the air eventually so with all that said, oh, yeah. again download
0: for Nickelodeon cart racers while you're oh, at
1: we it. We didn't even shill your new game. Shill
0: it. Download it right now. Go
1: download Nickelodeon cart racers on mobile. Yeah.
0: Android and iOS. Reviews. I don't care what you and, In
1: on. your five-star review, can you specifically mention that Eli Hodap oh, is no, the one no, responsible do do for making this game so great? <laughs> yeah, don't do that at all. Um, Next week, we'll shill your game some more. Perfect. Uh, So with all that, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you on another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week.
0: See ya.